By the end of this podcast, you'll learn about the impact of Rodri's red card that he picked up against Nottingham Forest and whether United are back after a crucial victory against Burnley. Welcome to The Knobcast, a podcast giving City and United fans their weekly fix of football analysis and debate with a focus on banter rather than bias. In today's instalment, we're going to be discussing City's 2-0 victory against Nottingham Forest, the definition of a tale of two halves, offence in one and defence in another Rodri's red card, how will City cope? And indeed, can they cope without Rodri for the next three domestic games? Manchester United's 1-0 win against Burnley. Can United actually use that victory, that those three points as a springboard? Or are there still question marks about Manchester United's performances? We'll also be discussing at length our Patreon supporter questions, including but not limited including but not limited to whether Liverpool are more of a threat than Arsenal. Um, and how many seasons might it take Holland to break Alan Shearer's record? As always, I'm joined by my Manchester United fan co-host, Gasky. Hello, mate. Hello, hello. How are you doing? Your team won Very for good once. Very good today. I know, we can actually enjoy a podcast where we both win. Well, I must say... I mean, I, I, it's, a United, it's a United problem, no, you know. I was going to say, I, I have been enjoying the podcast whilst, uh, you've, um, whilst you've been losing. I, I, I still enjoy them while they lose as well, but mm. not... Not as much as I will today. <laughs> yes, there will be less raging, potentially, from your yes, perspective, which is always good. Not that you rage, but you know what I mean. Uh, let's get started then, Gasky. Let's begin with Manchester City 2, Nottingham Forest 0. As I mentioned in the opening, the definition of a tale of two halves. Uh, the first half uh, it was fantastic, fluid football. Didn't really look like um, uh, any danger there. Second half, obviously, the landscape totally changed because of the red cards. So let's start with the first half and start with uh, City uh, ba- uh, do- dominating Nottingham Forest. I think it's fair to say. Can't really recall yeah. um, Forest troubling City too much, but two lovely goals, Gasky. Um, and who would you say you were most impressed with in, in that first half? I-, I think, like, you know, some star performers, you might say, you know, Foden, uh, Mateus Nunes. Um, who who caught your eye? Um, the it was just brilliant. To be fair, I think I saw a start. I think it was fifteen minutes in. There was ninety nine percent possession. I think or something ridiculous like that. Like numbers, I don't think they go that high usually. Um, but New, I thought Nunes was very good. For considering he's obviously sometimes you know when you sign players from bottom half Premier League teams, big money, you end up seeing that they can't take it at the top level. But City don't have this issue. They seem to sign very well. I thought he was brilliant. You know. Doing that, doing that kind of Gundogan role, but more <clears throat> obviously offensively, he's much better and very good, very fast with his feet, and great, great link up play with the rest of the attack. And then obviously Foden just is just proving why he should play and why he should play. Yeah, he can play anywhere, can he? Really? Yeah, Nunes is has hit the ground running, which is fantastic to see, and, and we need that given our injuries and suspension. We'll get into the suspension uh, <laughs> later on, but yeah, Nunes is. Uh, I didn't really know what to expect from Nunes. I certainly didn't think he would be this good this soon. But he can sort of do basically every single role in in the midfield. He can play alongside Rodri in sort of like the more like six role. He can play slightly ahead in like what what we might describe sort of like the Gundogan role. And given his like level of like ball carrying and particularly his dribbling, I'd even say he could you know like do sort of like you know the Foden Alvarez role of you know going slightly further forwards. Um, because he's he's a real handful to deal with. Like he's got these really, I, I just like noticed he's got this sort of like frame, which is quite 
lanky in the legs, if that makes sense. So he takes quite big strides yeah. and I don't know why. It's just quite aesthetically pleasing to watch a quite a lanky dribbler dribble really well. It is, it is, it is as well because it was. It's kind of like when when Pogba had his moments of playing well at United, he, it was similar to that style. You know where, like you said, he's lanky, long strides, but it just looks so fluid. And yeah. it, looks, it looks like it looks like um like a giraffe on ice. <laughs> you know, it looks like it shouldn't work, but it does. Yeah, it's very it's very strange, but yeah, it, it just looks very yeah very smooth and the way he just glides through, and because of his height, they struggle to get the ball off him. Yeah, it, it, if I had to compare it to a City player, it does really remind me of Yaya Torre, who yeah, there's a bit bit of, it's a bit of a side note, some sort of weird revisionism with Yaya. Some people look and go, oh yeah, really powerful player, da da da. Yeah, he was, but his his main thing was being this gorgeous player on the ball who was had an unreal level of technical ability in play and dribbling and surging forwards. And, and that's what I'm seeing from its early days, but that's yeah. so far what I'm seeing from Nunes, which is really good to see from a City perspective, obviously got the assist for, um, for Haaland's header. Um, and, and then just, uh, uh, which was a lovely ball put through by Phil Foden. Gareth Southgate was in the stands, Gasky. He was, there's no excuse. He's, he watched it. He can't come out and say, Oh, uh, he doesn't play. He doesn't play there. There must be a reason why. He does. Literally. <laughs> literally. Yeah, he obviously scored a really good uh, a goal. Fantastic cutback by Walker, who was high key, been our best winger uh, th- this season. Don't really know what's going on there, but it's a bit of a renaissance for Walker offensively. I- I'm not complaining. Uh, yeah, r- really nicely taken finish by Foden. Uh, uh, instrumental in the build to the second as well. And yes, City did what I expect City to do. Kept Forrest at bay. Can't think of too many chances. And they've got a really tricky number nine in uh, uh, Taiwo uh, Iwanyi. Uh, I, I think it's pronounced, who is fantastic. He's really good. He's very but, good. Yeah, but the City are able to uh, uh, keep him at bay as well. It, it, was, it was like the, the first half was what I expect City against a side who Forrest will be, you know, sort of like lower mid-table, maybe towards the bottom end of the table. I, I fully expect them to dominate the ball, dominate the chances, etc., etc. Good to see, you know, Holland uh, again on the score sheet because I love Holland. Um, first half, absolutely fine. Then the second half, obviously... Massive moment of madness by Rodri. We don't need to analyze the inci- incident because it was the most blatant red card it, I've ever seen. It was like a, it was like one of those. It's, you, it's, you use the word emotion. It's like yeah. oh, he's not happy, and you just react just in a second, and it's like no, no. And I don't know. What, what I, I don't know mate? why he's done that because, like, I mean, Rodri is known for you know picking up you know tactical fouls and that sort of thing. But he's, I feel well, like he's, he's, not, he's not the type. He's not the type to react. No, he's normally very calm. I don't think he's ever got a red card for City. Players, I was going to say players who took their shirt in don't tend to react. <laughs> so considering he's reacting, makes you think. Hmm. Yeah, yeah, it was a bit of a weird one for him. It was weird. Like obviously, I, I don't know exactly something was said or you know something was done between Rodri and Gibbs yeah. White that he he took offence to. Gibbs White, as much as you know, I didn't like the fact that Gibbs White went down like he'd been shot. He he will have done the right thing for his his teammates. Will have gone. Well, he did the right thing. He got him sent off. So it's largely relevant there. But but then again, it makes me think as well with VAR in play. Even if he didn't go down. Yeah, exactly. Still, you, you, can't, you can't they're put your hands around the neck and face area, no, can they're you? Gonna, they're going to see it, aren't they? So you don't need to go down anymore. You don't need to be a, yeah, a mm. pansy about it. Yeah, and then we're and then City up against 10 men for 45 minutes. How impressed are you, Gasky? Because City changed it slightly. We went to a back five. We brought on Ake. So it meant that the defensive unit at the back was uh, Walker, uh, Akanji, Ake, Gvardiol, and... I've forgotten the other player. Who was it? It was, it was, it was Walker, Diaz, Ruben Diaz. So yeah, so Walker, yeah. Walker, sort of like r- r- furthest on the right, then Akanji, Diaz in the middle, 
Ake to the left of him, Gvardiol to the left of him. How impressed are you that, apart from maybe sort of like the 90th minute where Edison was forced into a decent save, that City didn't really look like actually conceding a goal for 45 it minutes? Was, it, was, it was very good considering... I, I very much doubt Pep trains them for them situations because there's no reason for them to be in it. The, ne- the City yeah. are never in a situation I've where I've never seen will, us play a back five. Exactly, where they will be in... We're having to deal with constant, but... Hats off to Forrest, though, for realising that they've got the extra man. Go for it. You might as well. You nick one, you have them worrying, and you push them back. But they, they held the line. They didn't drop deep. They still played their way, and they just... Forrest just didn't like they were going to score. Yeah, it, it's sort of... It's like... I remember us talking about the Fulham game last year. I don't know if you remember it, but that was where City went down to 10 men, and it was one all in the game and City eventually won with like a 90 minute penalty. But I, I was just so disappointed from, cause Fulham were a d- decent side last season and they just didn't even yeah. really try. That, that, that's what I mean. That's, that's what irritates me. It's like, I always look at it as like back in, back in the day where I think Pep's Barcelona, it would have been. And people would always go, the league's too rubbish cause they would win six nil. It's because these teams want to beat him. They want to beat his team. And that's what you want to see. You don't want to see, Oh, we're playing against City. Let's, let's drop back a bit. You know, Oh, the down to 10 men go for it. Nothing to lose. If you lose 4-0 against City, you lose 4-0 against City. Go and try and beat beat them. Mm. You know? Be be the like Brentford from last season. Go and be the team to beat City. And they, they give it a go. Give it a good go. But the City were just just a brick wall. Yeah, well, I mean, that and that was without John Stones as well, who was, you know, one of yeah. our better defenders last season. Ake came on. He was unbelievably such a good defender. Not necessarily the best going forwards, but when you're down to 10 you don't really need that. But yeah, that that defensive unit. As I say, uh, Gavardio, Ake, Diaz, Akanji, Walker is ridiculous and you are just not going to break that down clearly. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened. So it was fantastic. Just a, just a variety of players there. Like, mm. It's not just big, you know, big beefy players. You've got, you know, Walker's your fast one. Ake is quick and he's quite nimble as well. And then, yeah, it's just a bit of everything and they covered all, all bases. Yeah, it, it was just a really fantastic performance. And, yeah. and, Hall, and even down to 10, we, we actually probably created the best chance in the second half where Hall and uh, blazed over. And again, he, it's a goal he should be scoring. It was really good work by Foden. And I just thought like, it, obviously the defence put in a really good shift defensively, but it, it, the midfielders as well, like uh, Nunez, we, we, we talked about like his steal. He was really good um, uh, tracking the play. Phillips, we'll, we'll get into uh, later. Uh, he, had a, he had an all right game, I say, when he came on. I was really happy with uh, with Foden on the, on the wing. Again, if he's down to 10 men, you need to put in the yards and that's exactly what he did. He put in all the energy and I really liked to see that Hall impressing from the front is, is what you want to see. Um, just on Phillips, that, that's the game. Obviously, City won 2-0 in the end, uh, showing their defensive steal. In fact, no, before we get to Phillips, um, how, how is that what might set City apart from say Arsenal in the title race because we're not going to specifically touch on Arsenal today but they conceded two goals at home against Spurs it's the second time this season in the league they've scored they've conceded twice in one game Yeah, um, I think they've conceded uh, more than uh, double the amount of goals that City have conceded in the Premier League now whereas City against 10 with 10 men clean sheet is that do you think going to be the difference this season Gasky or are, are Arsenal just not strong enough defensively compared to City? Um, it's yeah it, Arsenal just they just oh, they have so many errors in them as well like I, I felt that for them in the, obviously the first half against Tottenham the high press was working really well and they were, they were, I thought they played quite well but there's just errors in them there's just so many errors when they haven't got the ball and teams are coming at them like the second goal was just a gift Jorginho oh, is such a funny player man yeah, he's exactly, so shit completely, completely gifted them back in the game yeah and they just 
you know, he's, he's an odd one. Like he either goes completely for them or it's against them. And rather than going nicking a match, you're struggling. You know, you're finding some moments when they're struggling. And I think that, that is the key difference. City will run a game and you're like, yeah, they've won that. Whereas Arsenal, you still kind of have that thought of they could still lose this, which is the, obviously the feeling that they need to get rid of. Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely. Yeah, it could be, the, it totally could be the lack of leadership again. They haven't replaced Shaka really, who was mm. the, the leader in that middle. So it could be potentially be that. Yeah, that might be the difference come the end of the season. Also, Arsenal aren't really creating as much uh, as they have been. But yeah, they also have got to get rid of this habit of concede, not just conceding, but conceding multiple goals uh, in one game. It's very hard to win a game if you concede twice, to be honest. More often than not, you're not going to score well, three goals in a game. Bayern, for example. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah, if you concede four, you've got no chance uh, of no, getting anything from no. the game, to be fair. Just on the Rodri red card the impact it might have. It means that he misses the uh, game against Newcastle in the League Cup away from home. He misses the game against Wolves away in the Premier League. And he misses the Premier League game at the Emirates against Arsenal. Now, I honestly don't know how much of an impact it's going to have. Obviously, I'd rather have Rodri. It could sort of be a bit of a blessing in disguise because Rodri has spoken out at the start of the season saying he needs his minutes to be managed. Um, I don't think he was going to play the Newcastle game anyway, so that's irrelevant for me. The Wolves away game is... Uh, we should be able to... With Nunes and Kovacic might be back by then as well, but even if not, as much as people can talk about Phillips, Phillips and Nunes should be good enough in, in the midfield to take on Wolves. So the only question mark really is the Arsenal game, and even then... Kovacic will be back by then so you can have a midfield duo with Kovacic yeah. and Nunez so Gaskad, I don't know what you think but I, I don't really see it being that big of an issue in the grand no, scheme it, of things obviously, obviously it's a big loss because he's a key player for them but I don't yeah I don't think it's as if you know if because City City squad's that good that if you were to say anybody in their 11's out injured you're not concerned you know you, you still feel they'll, they'll still play their way it's not like oh we're going to have to change how they play because Rodri's injured I think they'll, they won't have that same fluidity with how Rodri just connects all the pieces together. It'll be a bit more, you know, if Phillips does play against Arsenal, for example, it might be a bit more, a little bit more hectic. But I still think, you know, obviously that injury shouldn't have had them. They should, I think they'll still be Arsenal. And that, that just tells you how far ahead City are than everyone else. You know, that he doesn't really react to as a worry. Mm. You know, whereas I don't even think Arsenal fans are like, yes, he's, in, he's not playing. It'd be like, a, it doesn't make a difference. Yeah, yeah, obviously he'd rather have him best defensive midfielder oh, in the yeah, world. Definitely, definitely. And um, I've just remembered, obviously, for, for the first goal, he did a lovely little diagonal, which Walker then ran onto. So it's also his creativity and his output. But as I say, even if he wasn't suspended, he's not playing the Newcastle game. So that's like, you can write that one off. The only two are the Wolves game and the Arsenal game. Again, I feel like him being rested for the Wolves game is probably a good thing. We should be able to dominate the play anyway. Um, the Arsenal one's the only question mark. But this is now a massive uh, opportunity for Phillips to prove that he's not a waste of money because it's pretty obvious Pep doesn't fancy him because Pep was trying to, you know, get rid of him in the summer or on loan somewhere. That's why he brought, you know, Nunes and Kovacic to basically cover that because he basically said, Phillips, I, I don't have any faith in you. But he's now, Phillips will now have to start against Newcastle because there is no Kovacic. There is no Rodri. I don't even know if Kovacic will be ready for the Wolves game. So again, he's got to start there unless you want to play like, I don't know, a, a defender in midfield. Arsenal's another question mark. But yeah, how vital are these two games coming up then, Gaske, for Phillips to try to stake some sort of claim? 
Yeah, definitely. I, I think I think I, I think his number one supporter will be Rodri in these games because that means he'll get his rest. Because if if it is down to Phillips' performances are not good enough and he's not playing because of that reason, that's why Rodri's not getting his rest that he wants. So if these these two games that he potentially is going to play 180 minutes in is his opportunity to prove that look, I I'm capable of playing for the best team in the world. Hmm. You know, give me give, give me some chances. So it's okay, it's completely down same, isn't it? He's got two. He's got two games now to prove himself. Yeah. What are your thoughts on speaking of the Newcastle game? What are your thoughts on this like idea that's going around with some City fans that City should throw basically throw the game against Newcastle on Wednesday because if we if for example we get to the quarterfinals, then potentially it'll be a situation like you know Liverpool a few years ago where they play the League Cup and then the next day they've got to go to Asia to play the Club World Cup. Yeah. So you'd have to play children in the quarterfinals anyway. What are your thoughts on some City fans saying, uh, sack off this Wednesday game, play all the children, give everyone a full rest, and you know it's only the League Cup, so just be done with it? Well, I don't. I don't think it's a throw as in, you know, play the kids. I think give your second string players a go. You know, let them, like, for example, play play Gomez, a fullback, you know, and play... Paul Holland on the bench, you know, give it, play Alvarez up top where he belongs. Play your subs, you know, get them game time, you know, because you're not, you're, even though obviously the Club World Cups are a huge thing for them, necessarily you're not going to gamble your best players for 90 minutes in them games because they should, you should burn them anyway. So, you know, you don't want to risk an injury playing in the Club World Cup. So, just getting everyone fit, don't, you know, and if it does come in a situation like Liverpool had where it's two, two games in two days, then you let your kids do it. Yeah. You know? But then I don't, I don't, I don't, I never agree with just completely throwing them. Like, yeah, you know, it's a quite end of the day. It's quite, as much as you hate people, hate it. It's a competition still, you know, and it's, it's a competitive game against the Premier League side. Don't play the kids and just get beat to six nil. It's not fair. It's not fair on the youngsters either. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because like, what, what, so, what's a child going to learn by getting yeah twatted eight nil? What what if you're going to go and play you like obviously Scott Carson probably playing goal for example then fine. But what do you feel like these, these young centre-backs who just ship six goals, for example, against a yeah. full-strength Newcastle side? Yeah, that's going to be good for their development, isn't it? Yeah, it's sort of, a, this, so. this is a massive tangent, but it's sort of my thought process. You know, San Marino, the, yeah. the, the greatest footballing nation in, in the history of the universe. Um, I can't remember the last time they scored a competitive goal. Uh, I've got a thing of, I'm quite passionate on this, there should be a what what's I mean, what's the point of San Marino being there? All yeah. they're doing is getting battered every single time, and it's people like, are like, "Oh, well, like they've got to play better opposition." Yeah. They're not learning anything in bad ten nil. Yeah, it's like for for that situation, for example, that's where that's where I think the Nations League benefits them the most because they're playing against their level. Exactly. Well, like you say, for qualifying, I think the numbers should be reduced, and they should have a preliminary round yes. that gets them in the qualifying. Yes, yes. like in yes. like in basically every other. The, the FA Cup have it now. Yeah, the FA Cup have a preliminary round FA to Cup get into it. Afcon have it. Teams. Uh, yeah. The uh, uh, yeah, so the the African Federation has it. Has it? The Asian Federation has it. I think the only one that doesn't have it is South America because there's only like eight nations in it anyway. They, they, well, they they just do a league, don't they? Yeah, exactly. Exactly, and there's no pre qualifying because yeah, there aren't that many nations. Four, through, I think it is. Yeah. yeah, so a uh, bit of a tangent there, but yes, uh, that, that 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 is that is the point. And yeah, I, I agree with you that even you can still, because I, th- I think Pep's been a bit misquoted because I don't know if you've seen the quotes, but Pep basically says something along the lines of, um, I'm not going to waste 1% of these players' energies on the League Cup, which sounds like he's just going to play a bunch of academy. And he, he joked saying, oh, maybe if my back's better, I'll, I'll play in the starting eleven. Yeah. 
But I think people have taken that a bit out of context because I read the full quote and he's specifically talking about Ruben Diaz and Kyle Walker, who've all who've played like basically every single game and they've played international yeah, he's games. Just, he's, I think he's just saying what we're saying, you know, no point in these players that are going, like Walker's going to play 90 minutes every league game pretty much. He's not going to play against in the Carabao Cup. It gives it's giving other people opportunities and he's not going to go and waste them. Yeah, and you can still make a very strong yeah. starting eleven whilst resting key players. So yeah. Ortega in goal, Sergio Gomez, Rico Lewis fullbacks. Uh Akanji can play because when Stones come back, so he'll have less game time. Uh, Ake didn't start against Forrest. He can play. Midfield. Phillips, obviously. Uh Nunes needs minutes, he's a new signing. Uh Foden, he can carry on this midfield machine. We love to see that. Alvarez can play up top. Um, it adds an actual striker. Um, give Oscar Bob uh, a start, you know, like an, an academy player who looks, who's yeah. looked doing his five minute cameos. Grealish has only just come back from injury, got like five minutes against Forrest. He needs to regain his match sharpness. Start yeah. him, give him 90 and, minutes. And, and his Doku as well, who will want more game time. Yeah, yeah, well. or, yeah. If, if you don't want to risk Grealish for the whole 90, maybe give him 60 minutes, bring on Doku, who again is a yeah. new signing, needs the minutes. So you can still make a very good team whilst also balancing the resting of players. Yeah. I don't like this idea of, oh, well, you know, just sack them off because if we get through to the quarterfinals, the games might be together anyway. Well, let's cross that bridge when we come to it because actually there have been talks yeah. between City and the and the, uh, and the the League about maybe rearranging the League Cup game. So you, you don't know what's going to happen. So Exactly. And it is two games in two days. Give the kids a chance to play in the quarterfinal. You yeah. might play against a championship team and have a chance of winning. Yeah, that, that, that's, what, that's when you, quote, throw the game. Yeah. But you, it's not got to that stage yet for me. Uh, yeah. So that, that's my that's my thoughts on City uh, and Gasky agrees. Uh, speaking of Gasky, let's move on to Gasky's team, Manchester United, who beat Burnley one nil. United actually won a game. Um, I, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm a City fan, so you know, I'm just going to. I know you're happy, obviously. I'm just going to. Uh, go on, you, you do your City thing. Have a so- <laughs> You're still shit. Go on, say. It. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say that. Um, is it a little bit concerning? that United want to sort of be the level of what, you know, let's say City are, what Spurs are, that sort of thing. Spurs went to Burnley 1-5-1, dominated the game. City went to Burnley, dominated the game 3-0. Is it a bit worrying that United, quote, only won 1-0 against a team which is probably going to be fighting against relegation when other teams did so much better? And the goal came about because an 89-year-old centre-half clipped in a lovely ball into you, Fernand- you've offended you've offended a lot of 35 36 year olds there <laughs> who um who is a gorgeous clip the point being he's, he's like you know he's like your fifth choice center half whatever um he then clips it into bruno who is a gorgeous volley but again it's a very low probability goal and it's not a what he defines a big chance do you, do you see my point there is it a bit concerning yes. that you weren't able to create that much whereas uh, the likes of city and spurs uh, battered them I'm, yeah i know what you mean uh, i'm very open-minded but i'm not concerned because united are running off 13 to 14 inches at the moment right and with a team that has just changed goalkeepers, which completely changes your style, which we agreed at the start of the season, you know, changing goalkeepers means you're going to have to change style and everyone's got to adapt to that. Fine. You know, and they had to play a kid in the middle who bet, who hasn't got a lot of minutes in. So these results, I think I'm happy just to deal with, get them out of the way, you know, beat, you still need to beat them, just beat them. Mm. Right. Especially with all these injuries, the team just needs to get fit. I think that's the first step and, but still get points. I feel like they've got, you want to see a bunch of fit men. Right, come on. Wearing shorts. (laughs) 
He's trying to tell me something. And knee high socks. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah, so that's that's my priority. Just getting. I just want to see them. Uh, you know, the squad, all the squad available, mm. and so the best team can be played, and then we can see. You know what kind of you know certain subs can come on and how how they impact the game. Uh, but at the moment, I think like they've got four or five games coming up, which are all winnable. Like, I think the next six is like you should get maximum points and win both. Yeah, Champions I think games. you play you play Palace twice. You play Galatasaray, Copenhagen, uh, Sheffield United, Brentford, maybe Brentford and someone else. Can't remember. It's, it's a it's um, a low team basically. Brentford and someone else. Yeah, so they, they should win every game. And, and the, the thing these fixtures line up well with letting players get fit again because they should win them all. Mm. So hopefully after that period they'll have fully fit team. And then we can see how they can perform because apart, obviously they, they, they're not even with like majority fit. They weren't great at the start of the season, but then again, you know, again, they're still adapting, you know, Tanner's still got to build this team and he's got to deal with all his off field issues as well, which is what the club have said that he's coming to do, which is to fix this mess that has been created with these big transfer fees and massive um, wages and all that stuff. I'm just, I'm patient. I'm sure. patient and I just want to, I want, I want them to be, I want the players to just be, I want a full available squad. Yeah. And even if it means having to, you know, stumble past Burnley, fine. Just on, get the points on the table. On availability, do you, because I was just going to ask you a question here, um, United weren't, I'm not saying they were dominated by Burnley, but a lot's been made of the fact that Burnley had the majority of the ball. I don't know the exact yes. stats. United had around 40-ish percent. Had, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. But, uh, but I would like say Bur- Burnley, for me, right, Burnley were very good. I thought Burnley, I think it was, I think a lot of it was Burnley were a lot better than United were bad. United weren't, I wouldn't say they were rubbish, but Burnley were just very, Burnley were very good. And I think they're, there's no worry for them. I think they'll be safe because I think, I think they're a very good team. Um, But it just, it was, you could just see that it was the legs, you know, you haven't got, sent, you don't have, Martinez wasn't there to bring the ball forward and play them deep passes that obviously Evans eventually did. And you didn't have the, you had to have, you know, um, Hannibal was playing, had to be the legs next to Casemiro. He's an attacker. He's not that position. Mm. And that was available. Amrabat can only play fullback now because he's got one fit fullback. So yeah. the midfielder that's come in to kind of clean up, you know, the clean up that midfielder and sit with Casemiro can't do that yet. He's having mm. to play fullback. So all, the, all know, these, these, all these issues, do you, is it's, do you put these issues down to the fact that, so I've mentioned the possession stat and also the fact that, Onana in that game don't know the exact stats again but it was something like he, he kept launching it so he kept playing it long rather than the idea of yeah, playing it short was, you, the, you put it down to availability yeah that's the availability because let's be honest right can, can you expect Johnny Evans to play that role of this passing around the back no not in can you expect maybe, maybe 10 years Lind- ago Lindelof can't do it because Lindelof always goes backwards because he, he doesn't have the confidence to do it you know then Regulon has been very good since he signed he's a very good squad player to have and then Del- and then Delo, who's the only one who's probably recognised, and he doesn't, and he wasn't being Stein, he was Wan-Bissaka Stein. So you got a back four that's just in front of Onana. Now that's like, hello, who are you? This isn't the one I started with, and now he's just had to ping it forward. Rashford didn't jump, and Hoyland won probably about I think about fifty percent of them. And then, but then the problem you've got is you haven't got that midfield that Tanag wants to win the second ball. So he just, you know, it all ends up going out the window because he hasn't got his team on the pitch. So, um. I'm patient because I know this isn't Tanak's team. Even he said it is, I've not been able to do my strongest lineup yet, mm. which is which is brutal. So I'm patient. I just want them to get points on the board. I don't want them to end up like Chelsea, basically. Yeah, it, I, I'm I'm very interested to see what happens when Ten Hag does have everyone available 
and whether it, it uh, you know like significantly improves yeah. or if it's sort of like similar issues keep creeping in. I think that'll, that'll be interesting. Because the key the key issue United have had for years is midfield because I can't remember the last time they had a grafting number eight. Yes. Who, you know, like like an Amrabat. Herrera, maybe? Like, Herrera? Herrera, but Herrera wasn't a great footballer. No, you know, he, he, he was, was a grafter, though. He, he ran around a lot. He, he, he sat next to Hazard in that game. I was going to say, yeah. say that. But and, he had that one world-class well. game against Hazard. Yeah, so, no, so that's what they've lacked. But if you mm. look on paper, they've got this great midfield core now, but they've not been able to play. Sure. So it's a, just a matter of... Yeah, give a judgment when they are uh, available. If, if the whole thing, if the whole team's available, bar one or two players, and they're still shit, then fine. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> then then okay, like there's a serious issue there. Uh, yeah, that's or, when big questions need to be asked. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But there we go, three points on the board's all that matters. And it does at the moment. Yeah, and it makes a happy gasket, which is all good. Uh, let's now go to our Patreon supporter questions if you guys want to get involved in the patreon you can do so for uh, as little as three pounds a month if you want to get involved in the podcast topics if you want to vote on top fives and debating topics and that sort of thing and also have your questions answered the link will be in the show notes if you want to support our supporters and get those lovely perks um Oren asks if your club's manager left right now who would you want as his replacement? Deserby okay. is an obvious choice. See, see, for me, it's a difficult one because Deserby is the obvious choice, but would I want him to come to that mess of United? I probably wouldn't. Mm. It would be like sending Potter to Chelsea. It's, it's, yes. like, it's like when you send a dog to the knacker's yard to, you know, put them down. Yeah, exactly. It's like you just going, do you want to ruin your career? Yeah. Come to United. So would you like um, to sign this death warrant? There you go. It's, it's yours. Because United United needs someone like what, what Ten Hag's doing now, which is just be brutal and not caring what anyone thinks. Mm. Who, who, who would, I don't know. Who Sam Allardyce. <laughs> That's what it sounds yeah, like. Uh, no, Harry Redknapp, get Nicole Crunchar in. <laughs> sort it out. <laughs> um, I honestly don't know who, who's, who runs the tight ship. I don't know. Oh, uh, that's tough on that one, really. I don't know. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe there isn't an answer. Was it Pep? You know, because he he's, he yeah. happily just tell players, you're shit, you're not playing. Yeah, that's fair but, enough. To be honest. So, that's a good answer. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, well, it's, get the best manager, why not? You know, it it's, it's it's a mess, but you'd rather have the you'd rather have the best cleaner cleaning up he's a the be- pile of shit than the worst cleaner. He's the best, and also he's probably the one who tell, will say how it is as well and tell which, you know, I'm not playing you. Yeah, and also yeah, he's exactly. got a, he's obviously got a really good track record. So if there's ever a disagreement between like you know the ownership, he'd be like, "Mate, look at my track record. Please trust me." Maybe they'll yeah. go, "Oh, okay, fine." Trust the process. Trust the process. <laughs> yeah. You don't don't want Arteta? No, can't convince you of Mikel. I don't want that, don't want that dickhead jumping down the line. No, thank you. <laughs> doing <laughs> doing somersaults. <laughs> I swear this is definitely an anti-Arsenal Liverpool <laughs> podcast. <laughs> Yeah, right. Put it this way, right? Is there one thing we can agree on, and that is them two that we don't like. <laughs> Gasky said it, not me, not me. Uh, Kante asks if United could sign one City Academy graduate, who would it be and why? And also the other way around for Nobbins. So yeah. a sit. So shall I give you some names? Well, it could also be from the past. Do you not? Do you not okay. want Daniel Sturridge? No. <laughs> yeah, I guess the main ones from the past would, you know, Micah Richards, I suppose, sort of that level. Sean Wright Phillips, obviously. But yeah, I think Foden's probably I the would, answer. I would, I would take the the one that would best chance to win in the Ballon d'Or, which is Foden, out of all of the ones I can think of. Yeah, that, that, that's fair. So in terms of like a United, if, 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 it's, if it's ever, 
Um, you got you got loads there. Ninety two pick T Beck. Yeah, I bet David Beckham would be the one. I, I do love Be one. I do I love Beckham. Um in terms of like the now it's it's only Rashford really, isn't it? Pretty much. Yeah. Only now. Or oh, oh, do you know who'll be solid if pre um Juventus Pogba when he first left? Sure. Sure. Yeah. That's that's a that's a good I'm answer sure as well. As well. Uh, Village says can you do a combined 11 of all time Premier League managers we've established what this actually means because we were a bit confused at first so he's basically asking for uh, for example Pep Guardiola was a defensive midfielder when he was a player so you'd probably want to pop him in a defensive midfield Um, so Gasky let's see if we can figure this out so it it can be past managers as well we we had a bit of a chat about this off the top of my head the only goalkeeper that I can think of is Nuno Espirito Santos I'm sure there have been others but I, yeah. I, I I can't immediately think of one, so it's in recent memory. So we'll have him in goal. Don't even know if he was any good as a keeper, but we'll have him. Um, <laughs> uh, Stuart Pearce? Did you have Stuart Pearce? Yeah, we can have Stuart Pearce. Steve Bruce in the middle. Steve Bruce, that's a fantastic yeah. one. Did, did Roy Keane manage Sunderland when they are in the Premier League or were they in the Championship? I he, no, I think they were in the Prem. Were they? Yeah, okay, right. So. We'll have Roy Keane in the middle, da- yeah. Pep Guardiola behind him, uh, yeah. Ancelotti... In the midfield ahead of him. Midfield, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah. That, that is an outrageous midfield. What, winger, what, what wingers were the managers? Wingers. Uh, oh, um, it's hard, isn't it? Can we have Mancini Mark as a striker? Hughes? Mark Hughes? Oh, he was a frag, wasn't he? We can, we can shove Mark Hughes on the wing, or we can play 4-4-2. 4-4-2. Four, 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 no, the manager of the manager's team will be Sir Alex. 4-4-2. Four, four, <laughs> yes, that's a good one, yeah. Um, um, I, don't know, I don't know what, what wingers have... Uh, because I, I really know for managing. I can't. I can't um, think of again. I'm sure there are loads. I just can't really think of many yeah. off the top of my oh, head. Well, it's Hullet for midfield as well. Oh, we'll, <laughs> we'll have to play, play five in the middle. We'll have to play a diamond. We'll go yeah. uh, Pep Guardiola at the base. Yeah, uh, Hullet, Roy Hullet Keane, Keane either side. Uh, Ancelotti as the as the as the playmaker. And then Hughes and Mancini. Mancini front. Oh, that is that is a decent team and actually. Then, so we're just so we're just lacking we the one fullback. Uh, do we have another centre half? Another centre half. Yeah, standard at managing the Premier League. No, there was a playoff final. They lost. Oh, uh, oh, 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 we, we, I've just realised. I mean, I, there's no space for them. Gerard Lampard. We haven't had either oh, of them oh, either. Oh, whoops. <laughs> Makes him and them and Solskjaer be, on the bench. To be fair, I don't, I don't think they get into that team. To be fair, I would no. I mean, I, 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 difficult. I don't claim to be an Ancelotti expert, but wasn't no. he like one of the best players in the world for a, for a period was, of time? It, he was certainly yeah, up I think there. He was very, he was very good. Yeah. So uh, you know, yeah. Uh, another another back in the centre half. Didn't manage, didn't they? No, he was no. an assistant uh, at Villa, wasn't assistant. he? Assistant. Ah, uh. oh, Rio. No, Sol, Sol Campbell managed in the lower leagues. Uh, any... I, can't, I actually can't think of anyone. No, we can have Solskjaer on the bench. Jurgen Klopp was a centre half. Oh, there, there you go. I don't know if he was any good. Klopp and, Klopp and Bruce. Klopp and Bruce. And prop... and then, no, and then... no, 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 no. Sean Dyche. So, Sean Dyche Whoa. and Steve then, Bruce. Oh my God, that's a, that, if you, that's a Brexit conversation I've ever heard of one. <laughs> that is unreal. So, uh, and yeah. Stuart Pearce as well, psycho. He would absolutely yeah. destroy then, you. So we're just one full, we're just one full back. One away. full back short, uh, who I can't really think of the top of my Jane head. Gary Neville, they managed Valencia, didn't they? Oh, I know. Yeah, <laughs> such a shame. I'm sure, um, I'm, yeah, yeah, as I say, I'm sure, I'm sure there'll be one somewhere. I, oh my God, we didn't even think of Shearer up front. He oh, managed Newcastle, didn't he? Oh, right. Well, I'll have, have Shearer instead of Mark Hughes. I want Mancini. Yeah, Shearer. Yeah, Shearer oh, Mancini. Kevin Keegan. Ballon, two-time Ballon d'Or winners not made this team. 
<laughs> do you know what we should maybe have put some thought into this rather than winging it because we know what a shambles why, we are. why don't why don't we like pop um, i don't know rude hullet at left back and then pop uh, ancelotti to be fair though to be fair rude hullet could play anywhere exactly let's pop rude <laughs> hullet yeah. uh, rude hullet at fullback stuart pierce the other side um ancelotti can move to an eight and then we'll play kevin keegan as the 10 yes oh look at that that is, that is like actually it. genuinely a, a really good. Even the centre halves are proper shit house. That, de- that defense is monstrous. Yeah, it's only the goalkeeper because I've no idea how good Nuno was as a keeper, but he was a keeper. It, it could be someone. It could be someone else. That there. is actually a sick team. Good, good shout with the Shearer. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. As I said, I'm sure there are loads of other managers, but there we go. We 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 didn't really think about it too hard. We just we just winged that. I thought it was yeah. pretty good. <laughs> uh, Will asks a really good question: Are Liverpool more of a threat? I'm assuming to Man City in the title race than Arsenal. Ooh, this is a good one. This now, is a good one. I, it's still a, Liverpool have been better than Arsenal so far this season. Obviously, they're ahead of them in the table. I'm still of the view Arsenal will finish second and Liverpool will finish third. So, based on that logic, no. However, I don't think there's going to be that many points between Liverpool and Arsenal. It might only be like you know five yeah. points or something less potentially. See, I. What do I you think? think? I think potentially Liverpool will be more of a threat because of their the it's a bit of fifty fifty for me because they've got a brand new midfield, which is obviously an effect on it, but they've got the management who have been here before. You know, I know Arsenal was there last season, but I just think that they've got the better manager Liverpool and they'll approach it better if they're in a, if they're in a good position, they'll push on. Mm. Whereas with Arsenal, like the end of last season, all it takes is one defeat and they just drop off. Yeah. potentially so it would be interesting to see at Christmas though if there's a gap yeah it's um, for me it's just I, I don't know whether what Liverpool are doing is sustainable long term yeah. I'm still not convinced by the midfield not having a proper out and out defensive midfielder is a big question mark for me I don't think you can win the Premier League like that uh, in, in 2023 um, they, apart from Chelsea have they had like a big big team game yet they play Tottenham this weekend don't they so Except that would be a see. massive test. They, 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 also played, they also played Newcastle away with 10 men, which but Newcastle were weird oh, and yeah. they capitulated. That was a weird game. That was yeah, a weird the, one. Yeah, the Spurs game will be massive. Spurs, I yeah. think Spurs have been really impressive. That will be huge. If if Spurs get a really good win over Liverpool or vice versa, I think that'll be really telling for, let's say Liverpool take on Spurs and, you know, win 2-0 and it's really convincing. I think that uh, that might sw- turn me on to, um, t- turn me on, um, <laughs> to uh, the idea of Liverpool being a genuine threat. So yeah. uh, ask me next week and, and I think I'll give a better uh, answer. Yeah, I- I'm just not convinced yet because even though they've been winning Liverpool, it's not sort of been like when City win. When it's been like no, it's, basically pure yeah, it's domination. Like, well, it's like it's like the West Ham game they just had. They went one 0 up. They West Ham equalised. They got back in it, and then they they obviously won it in the end. But teams are still there. Yeah, e- even, even the uh, even the Wolves game first half should yeah. have been three four nil down. To be honest, then they came back one, and won one it. Down in there. Oh, no, 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 yeah, sorry, they yeah. should have been they should have been four 0 down. Yeah, but I think there, so. I think it was only I think it was only it was only one nil down though. A better team. See, eats them in the like, first half. It's like last season. Last season, the goals weren't coming and they were conceding at the same time. Now the goals are coming, but they're still conceding. So it's can they keep? Can they do the the Fergie way, which is put put four in and they'll concede three? We'll still win. Mm. That's what it seems like it could be. Definitely. Uh, and then final question uh, from Mo. He says, "How many seasons will it take Holland to break Shearer's record, assuming no injuries, and he obviously stays?" At City. Let me just double check exactly how many Premier League goals he's got now. I believe it's 40, 
Three, 42, 43. maybe. Let's have a double check. So he's um, a, so a fifth of the way there. No, it's 44. 44. 44. Shearer got 260. So how, oh, right. how so how many did Holland get last season? So he's got so he's got two so he's got what 217 to go. 218 to go. Uh how, how many did I say Holland had? I've already forgotten. The 43. For, 44 he's got, sorry. So he's he's 216 off. Now I don't think last season was like a fluke. I think that's probably just going to be the amount of goals he's going to get per season around, you know, yeah. the 35 mark. That's, that's, that's what stats about eight, that's eight years then, isn't it? Yeah. If anything, I can just see that increasing, to be honest. So let's say yeah. if we do, you know, what is that? 35 for seven. So it, in his, in his eighth season, he would break the record. So I, I think the records that hit is for his, his to win, but is, does he stay? Yeah. Does he say no? Does he say no to Real Madrid if they don't get Mbappe? Exactly. For example, or Bar- even Barca. Exactly. Example, yeah. Does it, he say no? If if um if we're to assume no injuries or and staying at City, which is what Mo's asked, seven, eight, seven yeah. in his either in his seventh season or his eighth season, it's going to happen. We'll come back in twenty thirty one, and we'll be seeing his record. <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, it just goes to show how mental you know Shearer was. Obviously, he stayed. I think he was in the Premier League for like fifteen years or something ridiculous. Yeah. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I don't like Holland's only 20. He's 22 last season, now 23. I, do we really think he's not going to be scoring more goals when he's 27, 28, when he's a better no, player? Yeah. If anything, he's scoring more. This, way, this season, he's missing a lot, but he's still top scorer. That tells you how good he is. Yeah, exactly. And how, and obviously yeah. how good City are. I don't think City yeah. will, you know, be pants for like, you know, in like five, even even if and when Pep leaves, I don't think City just turned no, into I a think, I think still team. Be scoring, yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, there we go. Those are all the questions. Um, oh gosh, uh, I'm just having a look at the uh, combined eleven of managers that like villagers like working on. We missed Dalglish. That would have been a good shout as well. Uh, maybe oh, instead yeah, of Mancini, well. uh, Dalglish and Shearer up. For, in fact, he's got Dalglish, Shearer, Ancelotti, Lampard, Pep. Oh, company. Good about company. Vincent uh, Company. Yeah. to be fair, I quite like the shit housing. I like I like Bruce and uh, and Dyche. I think it's more fun. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, yeah. Um, thank you guys. Uh, thank you to our listeners for listening. Uh, re- really hope you've enjoyed it. Obviously, thank you to our supporters on Patreon for supporting and for giving us those brilliant questions. Uh, thank you so much for listening, guys. Um, make sure you are following so you always stay updated. It's actually going to be a, there'll be a, a ball knowledge battle released later this week. And it's actually going to be a solo uh, podcast next week because Gasky, you're, you're off gallivanting uh, in the Scottish Highlands. Isn't that right? I, I am indeed. I'm going on a nice road trip around the uh, mm-hmm. Scottish Highlands, which would be very nice. So um, there'll be a, you get a week off from me. Mm. And it'll be down to Nobbins has got to be the non-biased when he's ex- talking about United when they uh, <laughs> when they beat Palace at the weekend. He has to talk about how good they were and how positive to be. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That would be interesting. But yes, uh, Gasky is going to have a well-earned holiday. But really hope you guys have enjoyed. Once again, make sure you are following. I've been Nobbins. I've been Gasky. And we'll catch you guys next time. Goodbye.